Don't miss out on any news and events in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Make sure to subscribe to the Catholic Gateway Podcast and the other podcasts of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis on any podcast app that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or just about any other one out there. Search for Archdiocese of St. Louis to find us, subscribe, like us, rate us, and share us with your friends. Pro-Life News, the annual White Mass, and the Pastoral Assembly straight ahead on this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for October 9th, 2017. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. The Archdiocese of St. Louis is welcoming new federal policies issued by the Trump administration last week, which have broad implications for religious liberty. In one announcement, the Trump administration expanded exemptions to the HHS mandate requiring health insurance coverage of sterilization, contraception, and drugs and devices that may cause abortions. Under the interim regulations, which will become permanent in 90 days, churches and their integrated agencies, nonprofits, for profits, and any other non governmental employer may not be compelled, over their objection based on sincerely held religious beliefs, to provide contraceptive services as part of their employer health insurance plans. The government found that there is no compelling interest in forcing employers to provide contraceptive services against their objections on religious grounds. Separately, a memo from Attorney General Jeff Sessions set forth 20 principles all federal agencies are to employ in order to protect religious liberty to the fullest extent. Among the provisions outlined in the memo, Attorney General Jeff Sessions explains that school vouchers may not be denied based on the fact that a school is religious, that religious employers are free to hire only those of the same religion or who hold to the same precepts, that the government may not interfere with the autonomy of a religious organization, and that the federal government may not withhold grants or contracts based on the relinquishment of a religious organization's hiring exemptions, beliefs, or tenets. In a written statement released Monday, October 9th, Archbishop Robert Carlson said, These new policies are a welcome relief after years of uncertainty. We are grateful that the current administration has made the protection of our religious liberty a priority. I echo the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops in my belief that the new policies are not so much innovative as they are a return to common sense, long-standing federal practice, and peaceful coexistence between church and state. My hope and prayer is that we may now be vigilant in the defense of these protections should they be threatened again in the future. Catholics are encouraged to comment on the interim HHS contraceptive mandate changes until December 5th, when they become permanent. The Missouri State Health Department will file emergency rules to establish new standards for abortion facilities and hospitals in how they deal with complications that arise from performing abortions, reports Jennifer Brinker of the St. Louis Review. Abortion doctors will be required to have an OBGYN or a group of OBGYNs on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to treat any complications related to the prescription or administration of abortion-inducing drugs. The announcement was made October 2nd. Visit stlouisreview.com for more on this story by Jennifer Brinker. 
In other news, the annual White Mass is coming up on Sunday, October 15th at 10 a.m. The Mass will be celebrated by Archbishop Carlson at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. It is associated with St. Luke, the patron of physicians and surgeons, whose feast day is October 18th. It takes its name from the white coat most commonly worn by those in the medical field. It is an opportunity to thank and bless those who work to heal and an opportunity to celebrate health among us. All Catholic physicians, nurses, physician assistants, emergency medical personnel, and other healthcare professionals and their families are invited to attend. A reception will follow Mass in Boland Hall near the cathedral. The annual pastoral assembly is quickly approaching on October 21st. Be sure to register at rhstl.org slash pastoral assembly. This important gathering with Archbishop Carlson will focus on spreading the joy of the gospel. It will be an exciting time to renew and reinvigorate the church's commitment to missionary discipleship as presented at this summer's historic convocation of Catholic leaders in Orlando, Florida. Some of the topics to be addressed at the assembly include charting the landscape and mission field, the radical call to missionary discipleship, going to the peripheries, and evangelizers equipped for excellence. One of the longest-standing all-male choruses in the U.S., having celebrated its 100th anniversary in 2015, is coming to St. Louis, specifically to Mary Queen of Peace in Webster Groves on October 16th at 7 p.m. The Notre Dame Glee Club will present a wide-ranging program encompassing music from the Renaissance to the 21st century, as well as spirituals, folk and popular music, and songs of Notre Dame. Call 314-518-3738 for more information. The Missouri Catholic Conference celebrated its 50th anniversary in Jefferson City this past weekend on October 7, 2017. The day included a keynote address from Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, Archbishop Christophe Pierre, as well as three engaging workshops with a focus on pro-life, Catholic education, and social justice. And if you want to see some photos from that event, you can look online on social media at MoCatholic is the Twitter handle for Missouri Catholic Conference. And their hashtag was hashtag MCC50th. And they will also be posting some of the audio from the annual assembly on their website, mocatholic.org. So stay tuned for that. The Rosary Run was also this weekend. A great crowd turned out for the 5K run that started on the steps of the Old Cathedral. Look for more coverage of the Rosary Run in the next edition of the St. Louis Review. And before we get on to the quintessentials from the St. Louis Review... Are you ready for another episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast? The first episode of our new seasonal format was released at the end of September. It featured a conversation with Molly Judd and Stephanie Toe about their discernment of religious life. The next episode will be all about hashtag life as a priest. The Twitter campaign started by a few priests of the Archdiocese of St. Louis, which has gained traction in Los Angeles. It's an episode you won't want to miss. Keep an eye out for that coming soon. Now, here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review, handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things, or in the paper dated October 9th, 2017. Following the death of Michael Brown in 2014, Josh Meister had an awakening. In his mind, realizing that there was still racial tension, he attended the first annual Sister Ebo Social Justice Conference. Among attendees ranging in age from 15 to 80 years old, Josh was part of a crowd trying to identify priorities in the aftermath of Ferguson. 
Jennifer Brinker has more in this week's review. Jennifer also has a story up on how two religious sisters are welcoming visitors with prayer and hospitality. Sister Pat and her cohort, Sister Sue Ann Hall, arrived in St. Louis to establish a new convent and ministry in the Archdiocese of St. Louis after spending time in Wisconsin, where the Mother House is for the Franciscan Sisters of Charity. The convent location, though, seems to be a prime spot to bring prayer and hospitality to the people of St. Louis. Located just across the street from Planned Parenthood, the convent is named after Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the unborn. Sister Pat said, quote, We want to be as welcoming and open to people who would like to pray or sit at the table with us and to encourage them to keep praying and stay active. Archbishop Carlson was on hand to bless the convent with a mass and said, quote, It is a beautiful way of expressing what the Catholic Church is about. We are not here picketing, we are here praying, and we know that it's only through prayer that the evil of abortion is going to be overcome. I-55 through Peevely can be full of noise, noise from the traffic going by, big rigs and just the traffic congestion from rush hour each and every weekday, but amid all the noise is a place where peace and quiet can be found. Vision of Peace Hermitages, located about a mile and a half off of I-55, is a place for peace and reflection. Dave Luking's story takes a look at how the quiet and peaceful place offers guests, hermits, as caretaker John Gresham calls them, to pray, reflect, and otherwise decompress in the beauty of God's creation. For a donation of $40 a night or $20 for day visits, nine hermitages, including one handicap accessible, offer views of the river, the woods, or both. Lauren Sharmer came to St. Louis to lead St. Louis Life Teen. She said in speaking about the youth group, we're facilitating an encounter with the living God through activities and the sacraments. Sharmer shared her youth ministry experiences at a roundtable discussion in August hosted by the Archdiocesan Catholic Youth Apostolate in preparation of the Synod of Bishops in October 2018. With the topic, Young People, the Faith and Vocational Discernment, the Synod will examine how it can lead young people to follow the call to the fullness of life and love. Bishops are also asking them to help identify effective ways to share the good news of the gospel. Read how different ideas were being discussed involving youth groups from the article written by Jennifer Brinker. And finally, kicking and punching does not sound like a good outcome in any situation, but not for Chloe and Ava Abernathy. You see, Chloe, a Trinity High School junior, and Ava, an 8th grader at St. Norbert School, are into karate. And they are getting out of the karate more than just self-confidence, but friendships. Taking their first trip outside the United States recently for competition, they left for Ireland to take part in fights and ended up with new friends from across the globe, as well as a few medals. Read more from Joe Kenny, how the sport is providing both self-confidence and friendships. There is a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org. And follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for this week. Coming up next, you'll hear from my new colleague, Leah Ninas, who is the new interactive media specialist for the Archdiocese of St. Louis. We'll learn a little bit more about her. Well, you will. I've been working with her for a few weeks, so I already know. But you'll learn a little bit more about Leah. But first, we have an evangelization tip of the week 
from Michael Horn in the Office of Laity and Family Life. This week's evangelization tip is based on joy. How do we know when we are true Christians, when we have joy, even though our circumstances are not what we would like? People in terrible situations and workplaces have Christian joy because they know the goodness of God and hope in his salvation. Joy can only come from having an intimate relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Pope Francis provided us with a beautiful apostolic exhortation, the joy of the gospel, to remind us how invaluable joy is in our evangelization efforts. Joy is a fruit of our gratitude, stemming from a keen awareness of the Lord working in our life. So do you want to evangelize? First, encounter the Lord in the sacraments and in your prayer and in your brothers and sisters, also perhaps in your spouse, in your friends, and in the beauty of creation. Then when you are imbued with the presence of God, give him true thanks. This thanksgiving will transform into joy that will attract others to Christ and his church. So at this point in the Catholic Gateway podcast, news updates, the weekly news updates, you're used to hearing from somebody with the St. Louis Review, one of the reporters over there, kind of talk about one of their stories that was in the paper this week. But uh, this week I decided to change it up a little bit and bring in my colleague, a new colleague, Leah Ninas, to the Catholic Gateway Podcast Studio. So Leah, welcome. Hi, Gabe. So <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> we can tell the enthusiasm in your voice. <laughs> it's overwhelming. But uh, no, uh, don't be nervous. This is all, all good here, all friends. It's just <laughs> okay, you and me talking, good. right? Just like we do you know, in our, in our office like space. Just like we do. Yeah. So um, for the people listening, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit, or tell them a little bit about you and, um, and your new role here with the Archdiocese. Sure. So I feel like my role here has been sort of a long time coming. I, um, I always joke with um, our boss, Elizabeth, um, about how I interviewed for this position about three years ago and it just didn't work out. I had, you know, I got some different experience. I was working in Cincinnati for a while um, at Dynamic Catholic. Um, after that, I came back here to St. Louis where I was born and raised. Well, not born. I was born in Denver, but, um, but basically um, born and raised here because we moved here when I was three. But um, so from there, I went to a event planning and productions company um, in Clayton uh, for the last about almost a year and a half. And just over the past couple weeks, this job became available. Um, I interviewed and I'm here and I love it. Yeah. So. And we're glad to have you. Yeah. So you're doing all sorts of things now in this position. Your uh, graphic design is kind of mm-hmm. your background, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and you did a lot of that with like Dynamic Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that real quick about some of the things you did for Dynamic Catholic because that's that was kind of a unique experience. It was. It was. Um, what did I not do at Dynamic Catholic? That's a shorter answer, probably. Um, and let's back up real quick and just for anybody who doesn't know, sure. what is Dynamic Catholic? So Dynamic Catholic is um, probably better known. Um, with Matthew Kelly's organization. Uh, he started it up, I think, in 2009, 2008. Um, but yeah, ran underneath uh, Matthew Kelly's ministry, kind of um, came about through his um, his speaking and um, his being an author of over 20 books. Um, so it kind of just was born out of that. So it's a ministry located out of um, the greater Cincinnati area and serves all over the U.S., um, talks of things moving into um, Europe as well, but um, 
yeah, so it's a ministry that provides world-class resources to um, to Catholics and their parishes. Uh, so anything from the books and programs and things that they um, provide, and they're all provided uh, free of cost um, through generous donors that are able to um, contribute to Dynamic Catholic. So, you know, any spectrum from um, parishes or organizations or anything and very um, with a high donor base or a high um, income demographic around them to any parish or ministry that may not have um, may not have as many resources as some others do. Um, it's all offered free of cost. So, And we're doing something actually we, here in the Archdiocese right. with uh, Dynamic Catholic Alive. So for anyone who's not aware, uh, Dynamic Catholic Alive is a, an evangelization program that's going on in the Archdiocese. So we've partnered with them very closely sure. actually here at the Archdiocesan right. level. But anyway... So, <laughs> so, um, so when I was there, speaking of the resources, I um, was lucky enough to be able to work on a lot of the books there. Um, Matthew Kelly's book that was launched in 2015, um, Rediscover Jesus, I kind of took that project underneath my wing um, and worked with him directly to, um, with all the creative and the visual that went with that, um, with that whole book there. So if anybody has read that, you'll see my name in the copyright page. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I did that. I did, uh, some of the branding for, I don't know if anybody's participated in Best Lent ever. Um, I did a lot of the branding for that in 2015, no, early 2016. Um, that the years all run together. They do. You know. They <laughs> do. I don't, they, they really do. Um, you're, you're too young for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so I did some of that, you know, landing pages, uh, email design, um, brochures, flyers, um, anything that kind of went with, with the programs or, you know, the books themselves. A unique thing I did there was the books, the, you know, working with publishers and things like that. Um, it's kind of a unique organization where you can go from designing something, um, you know, web-based to something like this very print-heavy like books. So, um, so yeah, a great Great opportunity there. So any of the stuff that you see marked Dynamic Catholic in the past two, three years, they probably had a little bit of a hand in it, or at least my two good friends on the team were mm. had a hand in it. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And so now you'll be doing similar sorts of things for yes. us, maybe not publishing books, but right, right. Uh, any sort of graphic design right. or uh, flyers, brochures, social media, that kind of thing coming sure. out of the Archdiocese. Sure. So, um, yeah, I've just kind of jumped in. Um, I primarily am jumping into managing um, the Archdiocesan uh, social media channels. So something I've tried to launch in the past couple of weeks, or at least trying, um, is the Daily Gospel Post, um, which is just a short little blurb, if no one's seen that yet. It's just a short little blurb, a, a little reflection on a... Um, on just a snippet of the bar of the gospel, the daily gospel for the day. So I'm doing that. Um, and just sort of jumping into the, you know, analytics and everything else of, of how well um, our social media ministry is serving all of you in the greater St. Louis area. Yeah. So so much more to come. We'll yes, so yes. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's your, you, this is only what, you're starting your third, fourth week, this I think? This is my... Fourth week. Yeah. Yeah. So you're still very, very new. Yes. There'll be a lot more work that'll right. come along. And, mm -hmm. um, but it has been fun to have you aboard and, and yeah. see some of the things you can provide to the yeah. team. And, Great. and I hope uh, anybody listening has noticed maybe some of the um, social media stuff and, and just yeah. uh, maybe anything else coming out of the Archdiocese. Sure. And maybe seen, seen your handiwork a little bit. Um, but so real quick then, you said you're 
uh, maybe not born, but raised mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So we need to ask a few questions. Okay, so what parish do you currently live in or did you grow up in? Sure, I guess so per- I grew up in, I went to grade school um, at Holy Infant in Baldwin. So I was there for, or, we, or my family had, was there for a um, long time. And my parents actually moved to Kirkwood probably like 18 months ago now, two years ago. February will be two years, I think. So we are currently um, in St. Peter and Kirkwood. But okay. I'm getting married in, <laughs> in 12 days now. So and me and my fiancé will be relocating to the Tesson Ferry 270 area, South County, um, which we're planning on joining um, Assumption Parish out there. And we'll be happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, that's that's very cool. And and what a time in your life to not only get a new job but then get married. Right. A lot lot going on. Right, a lot, <laughs> so, a lot. But it's yeah. all it's all good. It's all really good. I'm really blessed. Well, and we should we, we would be remiss if we uh, didn't ask the of course mainstay question of I St. Louis. I went to Corriezu. Okay, yes. Yep. Good, yes. Didn't even have to ask. All right, very good. <laughs> yep, Corriezu, so 2010. Corriezu. And so now, actually, uh, I sit next to two Corriezu girls, both you and <laughs> Abigail Witte, who is the designer for the St. Louis Review, who sits actually directly behind me, so I'm surrounded by Corriezu now. But, right, right. Uh, and and I live in the Afton area, so I go by yeah. Corriezu on a frequent basis, so I can't get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we are we are excited to have you, and um, it's it's been a joy so far, the first four weeks yes. of you being here. Yes. And um, look for more to come, I guess, yes, is what of course. we can tell people Stay listening. tuned, and I'm happy to be here, and anybody has any suggestions or anything um, for social media, Call in, email in. I don't know how this really yeah, works. Let, but let's, yeah, I mean, we always welcome like story tips for the podcast. But, sure. you know, if you've got ideas for maybe ways the archdiocese could communicate better, could, sure. could use, uh, you know, uh, social media better or website, whatever, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything graphic design. Sure. Um, yeah, yep. Email us. Let us know. And, and we'd be happy to at least listen to you. And yeah. it can't hurt to just put your two cents out sure. there. And Love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. That's Leah. And this is Gabe, and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Great. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook. Also, Twitter and Instagram under the handle, at St. Louis Review. That's S.T. Lewis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.